the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score? A series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now let's head into the Rich Jekyll Score Studio with Christopher Hart and Lucy Polito. Hello and welcome to What's the Score? The show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And as usual, we have the winning combination starting off with the award-winning score volunteer, Lucy Polito. How are you doing, Lucy? I am doing terrific, and how about you? <laughs> Pretty good, as long as I get this show started. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it, it is a brand-new show, a brand-new year, and we're ready to go. So uh, thanks so much for tuning in. I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show, but of course, this show is all about score and everything score's got going on, and they're geared up, ready for a big year, ladies and gentlemen, because the economy here in Central Florida it doesn't seem to flinch. It just seems to keep driving forward, and you see it from the front lines, don't you, Lucy? Yes, I do. Uh, we are uh, looking forward to a very good year. We had a very good year last year, as you know, and we're looking forward to even a better year. So let's hope that goes well with our plans. Uh, absolutely. Say, uh, with a lot of people, we are going to be moving along very well. We have a lot of things planned. So let's just say that business is going to be good this year for everyone. All right. And SCORE, once again, is prepared to help you, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what stage of business that you are in. It's best if you get to them early on in the game, but you can also get to them late in the game. Whether you're starting a business, building a business, or selling a business, SCORE has the folks ready to help you out and give you the proper advice and guidance going forward. They don't do it for you. But they offer you great advice. It's like having a boardroom of you know business executives that you can consult with. But you make the final decisions, and please make the decision to check SCORE out. And, of course, they are located in the National Entrepreneur Center in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall on the West End. And they are there with along with another, I think, 15 or 16 other great organizations all dedicated to the small business community here in Central Florida. So all you have to do is stop by. The SCORE offices are now reopened with the new year, and the office hours are 10 to 4 Monday through Thursday, 10 to 1 on Friday. If you want to speak with anyone at length, it's best to call ahead and make an appointment. 407-420-4844 is the number, 407-420-4844. If you just want to stop by and say hi, you're welcome to do that as well. And if you call during the normal business hours, you'll actually get a human being who will answer the phone or who will call you right back if they happen to be tied up. And if you call off hour, during the off hours, of course, they'll call you back the very next, next business day. <laughs> and then, of course, you can also visit them on their website, orlando.score.org, orlando.score.org, where we invite you to join, uh, actually sign up for an excellent newsletter there. And they have uh, always... Uh, 
uh, are going to continue with the educational programming. They have the workshops, the five basic workshops to starting a business properly. They have the Coffee with the Leader series that goes on. They have the BizFest that they're going to be doing again this year. And, and who knows what else. But if you want to be up to date on what is going on at SCORE, just sign up for that newsletter. Or if you'd rather, just visit the website on a regular basis, orlando.score.org. And, of course, all of this is offered up at the bargain basement. And you might say inflation and deflation proof price of, you got to say it again, Lucy. You know, this is uh, unbelievable. I have to say this again, even in this new year. And it is free, folks, free. (laughs) That's right. Absolutely no charge to you. Thanks to grants and great sponsors. SCORE, of course, is a nonprofit organization. And if you would like to be one of their sponsors or help them out in that aspect, just go to orlando.score.org. And if you would like to be a volunteer like Lucy, you can also find out how to do that at orlando.score.org. So if you're at that stage in your career and your life that you'd like to uh, offer up something to other folks out there who are still in the game, and you can still be in the game, uh, once again, you can be a volunteer at SCORE, orlando.score.org. And as I said, you know, there's going to be ample business opportunities here in Central Florida, at least for the foreseeable future, because of the influx of people to our area and to the state of Florida in general. You know, the statistics of last year just came out, and Florida was number two in the states. Uh, Texas, by the way, was number one, was number two in the states that where people are moving into and don't leave. In other words, they get this from U-Haul. In other words, it's the one way. <laughs> They're coming in, and then they turn the truck back in. They're not going back out. So the, our population is growing and uh, will for the foreseeable future. And so that, uh, as I said, provides ample business opportunities. And But you need to know the ins and outs, especially if you're out there, like on the web and, and the social media. So that brings us to our guest today. She knows all about branding because, hey, she has the Institute of Branding. I'm talking about Angie Ruff. Andy, Angie, how are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks so much for having me today. I truly appreciate it. All right. I don't remember you being on the show before. Have you been? No, no, no. Just grateful to be here today. So thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, we like to find out something about our guest before we get to the business end of things. So if you can tell us a little bit about yourself, <clears throat> sort of resume type stuff. Uh, where are you from? Where'd you go to school? What'd you do after school? Kind of from where you started to where you are, and then we'll pick up where you are a little bit later. Certainly. So I was born and raised in North Carolina, a very rural area. I even had a whole farm in the backyard, so very much around tractors and animals and crops, that kind of thing. Went to school at North Carolina State University. I went to school for engineering, um, and that uh, brought me to textile engineering, which that industry uh, went through some major changes in the mid-90s. Um, after that, I transitioned to a few different industries from textiles to plastic extrusion to eventually food manufacturing. Um, so on a, on a personal note, I'm a mom of four. I have a 
25, 22, 16, and 13-year-old, which are all amazing kiddos. Uh, they are my why and what I do things, but um, definitely have had a zest for learning, producing, and manufacturing as the majority of my background has been in manufacturing capacity of one form or another. And, and you said, what was it you, the, your last business or, or last occupation you said was manufacturing? What I thought, thought you said food manufacturing. Food manufacturing. That is correct. Absolutely. Oh. Food manufacturing. Oh, okay. Well, would that be like packaging and stuff like that? That is everything from start to finish, which is what the Institute of Branding actually helps do. So in the food world, we um, actually have a certificate as a food certified food scientist as well. But we develop, um, or I have helped over the years, help develop, um, order ingredients, produce those ingredients, and package them for the customer specifications. So primarily in the world of co-packing, co-manufacturing, and food. All right. Excellent. And all of this was in North Carolina, I take it. No, sir. No, sir. It's actually after textiles and plastics, I moved to Florida, and I've been doing all of that in Florida ever since, okay. about 24 years ago. So 24 years ago, you came to Central Florida? That is correct. Okay. And why? Why? how is it that you got from being an employee to being an entrepreneur? Great question. <laughs> So uh, I had the best on-the-job training, worked for one manufacturer for 16 years until um, they closed down. Um, it was a decision that those owners made. And then I did some consulting work that brought me to another organization where I got to be a, a plant manager of a very large plant in Florida. And uh, then was promoted to their vice president of operations. And when they were closing down, a lot of customers kept asking me, where was I going to go? They wanted to go where I was going. And I just found that there was truly a niche within my industry, which is in uh, co-manufacturing for brands. And that the smaller regional brands, specialty brands were truly underserved. And I felt like I could be the one to do that. So that's how I made that jump from employee to entrepreneur, which was very daunting at first. Lucy, you see, you see this a lot. Uh, you know, we've had guests on the show before, once again, where they are an employee or working as a as a as a profession, and in a big conglomerate or something like that, and they end up seeing something or something happens that takes them into their own business. Yeah. You know, that happens an awful lot. And I think maybe because I don't know, a very large percentage of the per population, I think really wants to have their own business. Uh, sometimes people think that having their own business is a lot easier. And then when they start getting into it, they realize that it's not that easy. Uh, but I think that's a desire that, that everybody has is they want to own their own business. And that's how they really take the chance sometimes. You know, some people are a lot braver, I guess, uh, and are willing to take the chance to see if they can succeed. And of course, they have been, as we have seen uh, year after year with all of our guests. Uh, so I think it's, a, it's an internal desire to own your own business, to make your own decisions, to kind of uh, open the doors and see how well you can do. All right. Certainly, that's that seems to be the type of people that we always uh, encounter at SCORE. 
Okay. Well, when we come back, that's where we'll pick up the conversation with Angie Ruff of the Institute of Branding. And by the way, the web excuse me, the website is instituteofbranding.com. Instituteofbranding.com to spell it all out and you'll get there. We'll be right back uh, well in just a moment, but don't don't forget also to go to orlando.score.org and sign up for the newsletter there, if you like, because that way you'll have an alert and know everything that's coming up at SCORE. And they do webinars and stuff like that all the time. So uh, you can you know make sure you take advantage of those things at orlando.score.org. Okay, we'll be right back with more of What's the Score? We're back. We are What's the Score? And once again, thanks so much for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. We really do appreciate it as we start a new year here at Score. Actually, with What's the Score? And I've got Lucy Polito and myself, Christopher Hart, here. Our guest today, Angie Ruff of the Institute of Branding, instituteofbranding.com. She was just telling us how she transitioned from the world of employee to the world of entrepreneur. And you were saying it was a bit daunting starting out. <laughs> Why don't we pick it up from there? Uh, is this because you had not been in, in business for yourself before? But you said that you had kind of been raised on a farm. Was your was your father a farmer or anything? Was he an entrepreneur? Or, or your, your, my, either your my parents? My grandmother and my uncle. Yeah, yeah, my grandmother and my uncle who raised me were very much that type of mindset. Okay. And several other family members also had the entrepreneurial mindset. And I believe I always had the bug. Uh, just, I, it was, you know, that safety thing where you work for someone else, you're, you get that steady paycheck sure. and versus where you, you go all in and you're like, okay, now I have to pay everybody else's paycheck. Yep. So it's a very different world. You stop signing those checks on the back and you start signing them on the front. It makes a big difference. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I, but you, you had seen people who, you know, needed your expertise in branding so you you saw where there was a market. How did you tap into that? I was very fortunate that at the time there were customers that needed what um, what I do. And there was a multitude of different ways that I was able to make sure that people knew who I was, what I do, and how I could help them. Some of those ways were attending industry events. Others were attending local and regional chamber events. Of course, putting information on our website, doing social media, that is that assist as well. But then just truly educating others, going to networking meetings, and then doing those very intimate type one-to-one meetings so that we could work and partner together that if someone heard something, hey, I have this problem, then they knew I was the girl to, for that solution. And we've been very blessed that 85% of our business to date has been referrals or prior customers from uh, former employers. You know, and real quickly, you said that you had attended a score, I think it was a BizFest event or something like that, uh, a number of years ago. So obviously you were out there, you know, networking yourself, but... You know, that customer referral, you know, word of mouth, you just can't beat it, Lucy. No, you cannot. That is the best uh, way to get business, really. I mean, nothing that is more valuable than to have a referral uh, because that means you did a good job. And uh, that's what everybody would like to do. And when you are in business, you want to have 
uh, good referrals. That means you're doing well because obviously you did a good job and people remember that. And that is obviously, unfortunately, you don't have enough, there's not enough referrals ever. Uh, but that is the way to get really uh, a good referral will mean a definite sale. And you, you said currently it's the same pretty much ratio. I think you said about 85% of your business from referrals, Angie. That is correct. That is absolutely correct. And sometimes it's current customers. Sometimes it's just folks that know what I do and know, know how we can help others. Um, just a prime example would be we, we've got a customer that is a pizza shop. And you don't think of, okay, pizza shops, how, what would they need our services for in a branding standpoint? Um, so they have a, a situation where they have eight different people in the back cooking up their pizzas every week. And you've got 10 different ingredients that are going into that sauce. We were able to work with them to take all of those small ingredients and create a spice pack for them where all they have to do is rip that off and just dump it straight into that tomato sauce can. And they have perfect sauce every single time they make a pie. So now you have consumer satisfaction. You have um, you have less waste. You have less labor on the employee side. And now you have the ability to potentially open up a second uh, location. Beyond that, we were able to help them take that and actually create a brand out of it. So now this tiny little pizza shop up in North Florida has their own brand of pizza seasoning that they sell locally to small mom and pop IGA stores up there where we've been able to bottle that for them and they're they're doing great. So we were able to solve multiple solutions, give them multiple streams of income that perhaps they would not have seen before. Well, you had mentioned before that, uh, you were in the food manufacturing business, and then your your degree is in engineering. This is kind of more of along those lines, uh, is it not? It, it is. It is. And so within with our branding, it is all food manufacturing based. So we primarily assist restaurants, small regional brands, and or brands that are specialty in nature that need a very niche type. Uh, company to handle their products. So the idea is if you have, say, grandma's recipes sitting in the back of your closet and you sat around with your family and say, you know, that really needs to be a brand, but I don't know where to start. If you were to have that conversation with someone that's met me, then they would go, I know just the girl for you. We'd sit down, have a discovery call, Take the time to look at your product, your grandmother's recipe. Is it scalable? Is it something that we can take to the next level and produce in mass? Or is it something that's really bespoke and it's just a nice thing that you can keep for your family? I try to steer people in the right direction because I never want to see someone spend money unnecessarily or time and effort because that's all very precious to everyone. And so we take that. Our food scientist then picks apart the recipe and makes sure that we can created at a scale. We then take it with our uh, our packaging engineer and we take the time to see what type of package would work best on the shelf. You know, shelf space is truly a landscape of real estate and you don't want to have something that's necessarily on the bottom or necessarily on the top. You want to be able to have a package that's right there front and center that's going to be eye-catching and eye-popping and but yet still bespoke enough to speak to the brand and the message that you want to get to your consumers. 
Then from there, we work with them to create all of that, put it all together, get it ready for distribution, get it ready for manufacturing. And then we help them with those next steps. What, how do I have this conversation with distributors or grocery stores to get it on the shelf? How do I have messages to the consumers, whether it's a B2C relationship or an e-commerce relationship or a B2B where it's something that you're trying to help retailers sell your product? And so for the Institute of Branding, we truly help people with that concept from to creation all the way to the shelf. You know, and there's everybody's got those recipes, you know, at home, Lucy. And a lot of people, you know, have this dream of taking it. But it's even if it's just delicious, I mean, you got to it's got to be more than that. And that's where it does come to packaging and branding and all of that sort of thing. Lucy? Indeed, indeed. Yeah, Lucy? You know, I was just thinking there may be a lot of uh, ladies, grandmas and stuff that have great recipes that could probably be a great product and don't even know that there is a service like our guests can offer to help them out. And who knows, you know, there may be a couple of people there that could be millionaires and just haven't found the right uh, person to... uh, push this on. And so uh, Angie, and once again, we're speaking with Angie Ruff of the Institute of Branding. She is the owner operator and that uh, website is instituteofbranding.com, instituteofbranding.com. And I take it that you can work with people at a distance because of the, the new tech age with the zoom and all that sort of thing. Uh, but this is food stuff, and you got to kind of taste things, don't you? <laughs> Absolutely. And we do work with people all around the world. I actually have a client in New Zealand that <laughs> we're working with right wow. now. Yeah. So it's it's truly, there are no boundaries for us. We transcend beyond our, our borders, even within the state of Florida. But we do ship UPS, FedEx, U.S. Mail. <laughs> samples back and forth to get feedback we've done zoom tastings where we've sent something to a client and we've got on zoom and we taste it together and we write down our our conversations of what might need to be tweaked or oh it's perfect and so we we love having those conversations they're they're a lot of fun we get to have a lot of fun with what we do I would think that you would need to know something about the local culture as it were uh, to know exactly how to brand something, say, in New Zealand. And you can't can't get much further away from us than New Zealand. I mean, I guess you probably could, but uh, you'd have to look a while. But you know what I mean. So how do you deal with that? Do you rely on that, your, your clients? That's an excellent question. And in the situation for this, this is a New Zealand client who is looking to get on Amazon and sell not only in New Zealand, but also to the U.S. Okay was looking for a U.S.-based manufacturer and consultant that could help her with her entire product. Do you mind telling us what it is? You don't have to... I can tell you a little bit what it is. It's actually a baking kit. It would be marketed to kids. So it would be, of course, the, the baking mix, magical icing which is the part that I can't tell you about. You just have to know it's magical. And then all the fun and 
ingredients that would go with that. So cupcake liners, cupcake accessories, and decorating uh, pieces to it. And the entire kit would be manufactured here in the United States and uh, shipped to local distribution centers on her behalf for Amazon. Okay. Well, we'll have to leave it there for the moment and take another break. Once again, we're speaking with Angie Ruff. Instituteofbranding.com is her website, instituteofbranding.com. You can check it out while you're listening to the broadcast here. And and we'll also ask her a little bit later on uh, what's on the website there that you can go ahead and take advantage of. But uh, uh, don't forget to go also to orlando.score.org. And if you would like to speak with a SCORE volunteer or maybe stop by and, and discuss some things with them, the, the phone number is 407-420-4844. And remember, they are located, their offices in the National Entrepreneur Center at the west end of the Fashion Square Mall, right off McGuire there. All right, we'll be right back with more of What's the Score? back we are what's the score and we thank you once again for tuning in got lucy polito and myself christopher hart our guest today angie ruff of the institute of branding that's instituteofbranding.com and angie we're just talking about how you help uh this is food branding you know but when people think about branding uh they think about you know logos and and stuff that you might see on social media and stuff like that you're taking it more to a three-dimensional type thing. I mean, that's all kind of two-dimensional, if you know what I mean. But yours is three-dimensional. It, it's this world. It's it's it, you you test you touch it, you taste it, you eat it, and you package it. So, how is your branding? How did you get to that part of branding? I mean, it was natural for you because of your background. But how do you stay away from drifting over into the two-dimensional too far? That's something that truly is not our niche. It's we can say no to things that truly do not align with what our core values are. And for us, our goal is to create either through concept creation or all the way through distribution, amazing products that people can commune with. And that is food because food is everything. You think about tasting some, you know, someone celebrating, you're making a cake. You think about someone that's perhaps lost a loved one, you're making them a meal to take home with them. So for us, because that's really our mission, it's it's easy for us to stay in our lane. Um, it's We don't have a huge marketing team here that's going to sit here and try to only sell people on the marketing side of things. We, we are very much focused on delivering amazing, great tasting quality food products with an eye-catching appeal that people will want to grab to be able to take home and taste and enjoy. And, you know, that's that's important, especially for a lot of people just starting out, Lucy, because sometimes they try to do too much and kind of, you know, put obstacles in their way that are unnecessary. Sometimes just just know what you do good and stick to that and expand that. Yeah, that's true. I think one of the uh, successes uh, with her is that she has decided to stay in basically what they have done very, very well and not extend themselves. And 
I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you have competition. I don't know who is your competition, but it seems to me that uh, your area, really, you have tremendous experience in doing this. So I think, uh, you know, I can't talk about the competition, but it would seem to me that it's not an easy job to do what you do and make it successful for so many people. That, that is an accurate account for sure. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a holistic approach when you're, when you're trying to create something that's, that's going to go to market. And um, because of, I was so blessed to have so much amazing, great mentors through the last 24 years of my career um, before I opened my own business five and a half years ago, that it, I really had just had some amazing folks that taught me you know this is what the customer needs this is what the customer wants and and just asking the right questions so staying staying there with asking the right questions i i'm able to deliver what the cus what the client's coming to and then also asking questions of me is this something that's going to be too taxing for my team is this something perhaps i should collaborate with another organization on and we do that and that's just part of also networking too. You know who can who can support your business. You can bring a larger package to a client, but not necessarily you're the one providing everything. You said a little while ago that uh, you do like sample tastings, and sometimes you I guess you do them via Zoom. Uh, do you ever use your kids as, you know, sort of taste testers or do they go, oh, no, mom, not again, uh, <laughs> especially if it's for something maybe for kids? Yes, absolutely. We were doing an engagement about four years ago for a strawberry muffin that was going to be branded with Hello Kitty on it. And at the time, my daughters were... Oh, goodness, uh, 12 and 8. So the perfect ages to be, oh, my gosh, Hello Kitty, I totally want this. I brought home the package, and I recorded the whole thing. And they're like, Mom, you've got to record us for this? I'm like, yeah, the whole team's got to see your reaction. I can't just put this in a bubble. All right, right. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so they, they are very much part of the process, and almost to the point where now I think their taste might be a little too discerning. I see. Okay. All right. <laughs> They've become experts. <laughs> and you just want the common person, right? So, right. <laughs> all right. And uh, your website, Institute of Branding, um, do you do any kind of uh, podcasts or blogs or anything like that that people can find there? And what are, do you, do you, what are your other social media platforms? Certainly. So you people can find me personally on uh, Instagram, uh, Angie Ruff. You can type that in and you'll find me right away. I have a personal website, which is uh, my full name, which is AngeliaRuff.com. And from there, they can find links to uh, podcast and other things that where I've been a guest on other podcasts to understand uh, what it is that I do. I've been a guest writer for a few industry magazines that's some other things, but on the actual instituteofbranding.com, people can go straight on there and book um, an introduction call at no cost um, just to do a discovery call of anything that they may have a question about in, in what we do or perhaps flush out an idea and they can book it without even have to call me. <laughs> it's great. We try to make it super easy. Uh, beyond that, the other areas in where you can find 
uh, us is uh, we have some brands of our own that we've developed that are in grocery stores and specialty stores across the United States. There's a brand that we have called Flavorcraft, or excuse me, Freedom Milk Foods. My apologies, Freedom Milk Foods is that brand. It can be found in Hobby Lobby um, and Bass Pro Shops. Uh, seasonally in and out of world market and we're in in the Orlando area you can find us in Patty's uh, meat market as well over in Longwood and quite a few other butcher shops and meat uh, meat markets oh yeah Patty's um, in the Orlando market Patty's is a very so, popular yes. yeah absolutely well <laughs> yeah. um and um is this an expensive process I mean I I know it it depends it, it's always depends on things but um, for a typical person, uh, are, are they going to have to, you don't have to give me an amount, but is it going to be an expensive type of adventure? You know, again, it really does depend on a lot of things. If a person already has a recipe and it's something that's pretty scalable that we don't have to make a whole lot of tweaks to our general engagement, um, is less than a thousand dollars. And we can work with them with, you know, getting it ready for scale, um, preparing their packaging, getting the graphic design work done, all of that for less than that. And then, of course, the production cost would be based on the ingredients um, and the packaging that they choose. So uh, a really low cost as far as being able to engage with a consultant with as much experience as I and my team have. And that's the whole point is we really want to be that go-to company for small regional brands that large manufacturers just won't give the time of day to. And that's an important niche to be in, right, Lucy? Yeah, you know what? I, I think I got caught off there for a minute, so oh, okay. I lost her last okay. two minutes of uh, speaking. Well, she basically was saying that, that she works with the smaller individuals uh, rather than the big, you know, you know, yeah. Wall Street traded yeah. companies, that sort of thing. So that that's an important niche to be in. And but do you uh, do you have any angel investors um, who come to you and say, hey, uh, you got any hot food items going right now? Uh, anything like that? That has not crossed my path yet, but we'll never say as you know, not to date, but okay. never know what tomorrow brings. Uh, okay, all right, and. Um, is there anything that's especially hot right now? Uh, you know, is any particular type of food or, uh, you know what I'm trying to ask here? Absolutely. So a lot right now going on with trends uh, actually is mocktails. And what we're noticing through market research, both our our internal team and what we're seeing in the industry is mocktails are really being pushed pretty heavily. Now, what what is that? So a mocktail is a non-alcoholic cocktail. And what we're hearing, at least through the market research, is that Gen Z really isn't about the alcohol. And that's they're looking for a fun social drink that they can participate in, but and feel like they have a cocktail without the added influence of alcohol. Um, beyond that, even florals are something that have been really big over the last, I'd say, 18 months or so. Uh, where you'll see people adding um, different types of floral ingredients, such as lavender, uh, to baked goods. You'll have like a blueberry lavender muffin. So it's not you... lavender in color. It's actually lavender with a floral addition as an ingredient. So when you say floral, you mean adding a particular flower to an ingredient? Yes, 
I do. And they, I take it that there are people that manufacture, was it like ground flowers and or, or is that correct? A, food grade, right? Food grade uh, consumption florals. Yes. Is, how about that? Okay. All right. So florals and mocktails is what's happening Indeed. right now. <laughs> Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, once again, we're coming up on a break. We've got another segment to go, though, so I hope you folks will stay with us. But uh, you need to check out instituteofbranding.com, instituteofbranding.com. And you said that that's got your products that you've branded yourselves on there as well, listed on there as well, you said, and locations where people can, can find them? It will connect them to there, yes. Okay. All right. There you go. Okay. Anyway. That's your base, Institute of Branding and .com, and then you can branch out from there. And uh, once again, we're speaking with Angie Ruff. And as you said, uh, if you would like to have a call, conversation with her, no charge for that. So you can see if that perhaps you have an idea that is viable to take to the branding stage and get it on supermarket shelves. All right. In the meantime, we will be right back with more of What's the Score? We are What's the Score? And our, our guest today is Angie Ruff of Institute of Branding. And along with Lucy Polito and myself, Christopher Hart, we'll get right back to the conversation in just a moment. But once again, I want to thank you for tuning in and telling your friends and family about the show because the audience really has grown over the year and the message is getting out to more and more people. And that's the advantage of using radio. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It seems so old-fashioned, but as a matter of fact, it's as modern as ever. Because more people listen to the radio than go on the computer or watch TV each week. That's right. That's what the ratings tell us. So you can take advantage of that and you can integrate your message with the online presence or you can go just online or just on air. All you have to do is contact the folks at Salem Surround. Go to surroundorlando.com or just Google Salem Surround. Or you can call the great folks here at Salem Media Group Orlando at 407-618-1760. That's 407-618-1760. And there are a number of ways that you can utilize to get your message out in a big way to a big audience. So take advantage of it. Go to Salem Surround. I'm sorry, Google Salem Surround or go to surroundorlando.com or call 407-618-1760. And when you talk to the folks, tell them you heard about it on the What's the Score show. All right, that brings us uh, back to you, Angie. And um, you were telling us during the break that you actually uh, have been working with restaurants trying to help them expand their revenue stream. You want to kind of explain what you meant by that? Absolutely. So as we all are aware, during COVID, the restaurant industry had to go through some major changes. Those that were able to adapt quickly and go to, say, the mobile ordering where we had DoorDash and and, um, Uber Eats and all of those amazing um, platforms, those that were able to adapt with that were able to stay afloat much easier versus the ones that were not. And so I think restaurant owners in particular saw that they truly needed to diversify their revenue streams. So they were not completely solely counting on just people walking into their door. And with that, what the approach we're taking is sitting down with restaurant owners and seeing what do they have that they could either market on an e-commerce platform such as Amazon or various other food-based 
specifically food-based e-commerce sites or even sell within their stores, their secret sauce or their secret spice or whatever it works with them to create those additional streams of revenue. And the process that we do with that is we simply just sit down with them and go through their, their menu. We have a conversation. What is your number one seller? What do people go, man, I wish I could make this at home. And we can help them guide ways to create just enough so that the consumer then can have a little piece of that at home. And then that also gives the restaurant owners something even more to share on their social media. You know, buy this sauce or buy this spice and here's how you make it or here's another recipe. And it gives a different level of engagement to the consumer through this process. And I just feel that it's it's so critical in today's age that you know, having multiple streams of revenue so that all your eggs aren't in one basket, literally. And I see you're nodding your head, Lucy. You know, we saw this uh, during that uh, couple of COVID years, right? Yeah, we did. I, I'm just thinking, you know, sometimes you just don't think about these things, but you're right. I mean, uh, of course, a lot of places, uh, when they find a sauce that everybody likes, they begin to promote that. But there are so many other things probably that could be done and. Uh, Personally, I, you know, I'm not, I like to eat, but I'm not a cook or anything like that. So I don't think about these things. But now that you mention it, that's, that's very true. There are possibly some other avenues of uh, revenue by some of your secret uh, recipes, maybe in, you know, in restaurants and stuff like that. So that, that never thought about that, I guess. Interesting. It's definitely a different strategy. And I think it even can be expanded to connecting, say, the professional chef world and the culinary artists that are doing um, catering and things of that nature, where if you're sitting down with a client for a wedding or or what have you, and they're like, you know, I really want this particular thing from this Italian restaurant. I want their lasagna. If we had a, a way to be able to, you know, move that from that restaurant to the catering company to, you know, beyond, and then even have it as a gift for that their wedding gifts to go home with. <laughs> okay, all right. So, once again, instituteofbranding.com is the website, and Angie Ruff is our guest today. And do you have any like? pointers that you would like to give people some, you know, some do's and don'ts or, or what, what, you know, what to expect and what not to expect. Absolutely. So the world of co-packing for new uh, companies that are new people to the food industry can be very cutthroat at times. You want to make sure that when you engage with a company that's either a consultant or a co-packer that also does some of these same elements, that you truly read through the non-disclosure agreement before you sign it. Because you don't want to give someone your recipe and perhaps it's you know truly your heart and soul and everything you put into it. And then maybe you don't have the capital to do it today, but now this other company has your website or your ingredients and, and your idea, and then they run with it. Those are definitely things that you want to make sure that you protect because just because you're not a company or a brand yet doesn't mean that it's still not an asset to you. 
So protecting your assets from the start, I would say is incredibly important. Uh, getting multiple opinions. Don't just go off of what one person says. Oh, this isn't going to work. It's, you never know. I'll knock on the next door. Next person may say, well, it doesn't work this way, but have you considered? So just keeping an open mind, knowing that people that do what I do, um, there is a cost that puts that is to that. We have expertise, we have time and, and training that we went through to do what we do. And while most people in our industry are very kind and love to give all of that free advice, at some point there has to come to a, a crossroads. So expect that. Expect that they're going to say, well, now this is research and development time or now this is consulting time. And, and just be prepared, but not, um, I guess, taken back by, oh, we can't get more free advice. Because that is definitely sometimes a, a, a challenge between a new client and what we do in our industry. Well, and you- then finally... Um, I would say just don't fall in love with your product. As crazy as that sounds, don't fall in love with your product, meaning that don't be so tied to the outcome or so, oh, everybody has to love it, that you become short-sighted on being able to make improvements and pivot to be able to make your product great. That's something that I know is very hard for entrepreneurs because we all are so passionate about what we do. But to be able to be open-minded enough to truly hear and receive what others may be telling us to know that well, maybe there is a better way to to build the mousetrap. Okay. I want to go back to you were talking about, you know, giving the recipes away. And, you know, Coke is famous for having protected their recipe for so long. Uh, and I presume they have done that via copyrights or patents. Uh, are those ever involved in this? They absolutely can be. It just truly depends on um, the brevity of how far the client wants to take it. Um, in some instances, it's it's all protected through the NDA. But if they are wanting to move forward with something that could potentially breach the information, then, then yes, you would want to move forward. Definitely with your brand itself with a copyright, because that happens. We had a fantastic brand. They had great marketing but they did not take the time to trademark their logo. They did not take the time to trademark their the whole portion of it. And someone came along and did the exact same thing and did trademark it. And of so course, now they had a legal battle and they didn't need to do that. They, they're spending money they didn't need to have to spend. So um, just, I, I've always been told, actually, I think it was actually a SCORE mentor that I met one I day say, yeah. that told me this. They told say, me that if you're going to, if you go into business, you got to have good bail. Fail. B is for a banker. A is for an accountant. Yep. I is for an insurance agent, and L is for a lawyer. Right. So no matter what you do, yep. you gotta have good fail. Well, I have a score is there. That's where they fill in the gaps, right, Lucy? That's right. That's what we're there for. And you know, we have experts in just about any field. And if it's not in Orlando, we have them all over the country. So we can find the proper person to help you out. That's right. Along with Lucy, there's about five dozen other SCORE volunteers here in Central Florida, and then over 10,000 around the country with SCORE offices all over the the nation. So, by the way, the the national website is SCORE.org, SCORE.org. If you want to refer people in other states, they can go there and find out where their local office is. So uh, so anyway, uh, back to you, Angie. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we're just about out of time here today. So once again, I want to 
uh, tell people to go to instituteofbranding.com. And if you got those special recipes and you want to share them with the world, Angie is the person you need to talk to, right, Angie? That's right. Love to talk to you guys. Thank you. <laughs> okay. And uh, don't forget, uh, while you're on the web, to go to, on your computers, go to orlando.score.org. Sign up for the excellent newsletter there. Or at least check it regularly to see what SCORE's got going on. But I tell you, they've got webinars going on all the time. They've got the workshops going on monthly and the Coffee with the Leader presentations and then special events like BizFest. It's going to be a big year. It always is a big year at SCORE. So, Angie, once again, thanks for being on the show with us today. Thank you very much. Thank you, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you guys, too. uh, Absolutely. And uh, I look forward to... uh, checking out some of your brands there. All right. So anyway, uh, that's going to do it for us today. We appreciate you tuning in once again as we start off the new year here in a big way. And thanks for spreading the word about SCORE. Orlando.score.org and instituteofbranding.com. Check them out right now. Until next week, that's all for What's the Score. See you. What's the Score is a public service presentation of Salem Media Group Orlando. All rights reserved. This was a pre-recorded show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.